This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Glorious. No, I won't give in. It was a wild weekend, full of triumph, heartbreak, injuries, long-awaited debuts, but more importantly, it heralded the return of the original and rightful champion of the basement. I don't understand. What do you mean? Welcome to episode 130 of the Basement Bookers Podcast. If you don't know, I am champion of the basement. How? We talked. We did not tie? Yes, we did. We did not tie. When we go through the results, you will see that we are tied. Okay. And I am still the champion. We are not tied. Yes, we are. If you're referring to the finish of the Club New Day match, the club won. And that's fine. You got that point. I know I did. And there were two others that we differentiated on. That's right. And I was right on both of those. I don't know what what you're talking about. We'll see. No. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna get down to it because I'm confused here. I didn't know that we counted the pre-show as part of. We always the count the pre-show because they never say which matches are gonna be Since on the pre-show when? and which aren't. Always. Since when? We always have. No, we haven't. I spoke to a listener of the Basement Bookers podcast, and she said, and I quote, "You never counted it before. We always counted it." This is untrue. We always counted the pre-show. Listen to any previous prediction episode. I will. And I have. And we haven't counted the pre-show matches. Always counted the pre-show matches. No, we haven't. We've always counted Look, the pre-show matches. Look, if you want to win on a technicality, that's the kind of champion you want to be. That's not the kind of champion I want to be. If you want to win on a rule change... I'm not winning on a rule change. I'm winning on the way we played we've, since time memorial. You've never differentiated the pre-show from the pay-per-view proper when making predictions. Oh, yes, we have. We have. Episode number. And we will. I don't have numbers. You'd have to go back and listen. You have to listen to the ones where the pre-shows were never picked. It's always been about the pay-per-view. But if I you see. want... If, if you want to win that way, that's fine. And let the record show that I am a fighting champion. Because had I counted NXT, there would be no conversation at all. Because you were defeated in the non-title belt. Even though I still say the pre-show should not count, and it shouldn't. All of a sudden it does when you... Quote, become champion. And I hope you know that that makes you the equivalent of the Universal Champion. (laughs) My belt looks a lot better than the Universal belt. Not in my imagination. You, You are now the equivalent of the Universal Champion. Which is like... I don't know. It might be a step below the Women's Champion. Because their belt does look better. It does. Both of them. I, I like the new one better, even. It is better because it's SmackDown. And the SmackDown tag titles are also better looking than the pennies. Because they're quarters now. Yeah, they and are quarters, quarters. are better, as are nickels. Here's why we always count the pre-show. Because mm-hmm. they could change what matches are on the pre-show 
at any given time. And they've done that. So we've always counted every match announced. I like how you can just make things up as you go along. And Me? every time I come here to my own basement, every time I come into this room, I am always labeled a villain. Me. Not only do you come here throwing your weight around, you, you, you cut off, you, you do your own little introduction, you don't let me get my stuff in, like a typical selfish, selfish performer who well, refuses to let me get over. You interrupted me by constant protest before I could even introduce you. Because I thought long and hard over the weekend after coming off with my NXT high. And I knew, after SummerSlam was over, that there would be a controversy. A controversy here in this sacred sanctum. A place where two men, alleged men... Hey. Alleged men! These are man boobs. My eyes are up here. My pecs dance on command. Mine dance when I go down or upstairs. That is unhealthy. I know. You should think about your future. But it, it does work for my future. My Halloween costume. You can feel up the top of your head as much as you like. Kevin Owens. See, this is why Kevin Owens is a bad influence. Because it's, it's saying that it's okay for people, to children, to eat birthday cake. Childhood <laughs> obesity is already a problem. In this world. They need to be more like Brock Lesnar. And use steroids. <laughs> like normal people. And we'll get to him. We'll get to that whole... Horrendous... I will say... Crime. Against pay-per-view. I want my nine ninety nine back for that month. Scratch really? that. I will, I only put that nine ninety nine towards rewatching NXT Takeover Brooklyn two. That is where it goes. We're going, in, we're going, we're going head first. I know there's a lot of news, but since we're deviating off course, I'm all, I'm all discombobulated here. I couldn't do my intro. The fact that I have John Cena in the streets and Dean Ambrose in the sheets, basement jerk. If you're nasty. It's all messed up now. It's all messed up. You, inter you interrupted me. I'm intro. going to write this ship. I'm going to set this course. And that is why, even without a fictitious title, I am the voice that runs this place. The true standard bearer of the Basement Bookers podcast. Truly. Unequivocally. And I will one day retain obtain my fictitious championship <laughs> that is rightfully mine. That is why my fictitious plates are sitting on my desk, ready to be placed where they go. Let it be known that there is an asterisk next to your name. Right there. Cause you That's put an it asterisk. Because you put it there. There are two people in here. Who else is going to put it there? Not you. That's right. We always counted the pre-show. We always counted the pre-show matches. It was always factored into the scoring. Every time. Ricard, let me explain something to you. Okay? You can't just make shit up. You just... See? 
you made me use a lowbrow, you made me use lowbrow language in the sanctum of the Basement Bookers podcast. You are allowing realness to be abused. Realness can only be used all the time, when necessary. Stuff. Not that. Just stuff. What does that look? My eyes are up here. I know, but that's where I'm looking. Very good. Look into them, because you'll <laughs> see my soul. It is a pure blue light. And it will penetrate you. Through you, your eye holes. You're not penetrating me. I'm penetrating <laughs> your eye holes. We, uh... By we, you mean you? We ready for news? By we, I mean you. Yes. I am you come here with the Brussels sprouts. I bring the Brussels sprouts. They're good for you, but I don't care for them. Let's start with some not as bad news. Sasha's injury is not as bad as they originally thought. I am very happy about that. Oh, we'll get to that. It is some sort of lower back pain. She needs to take some time off, but no surgery is required. I don't know what's going on. Any, it's like she'll she'll come back for a couple weeks, wrestle a few matches, and then she's back on the shelf. I don't get it. I don't like it. Don't you watch her matches? I watch her matches. She's crazy. She's doing unnecessary things. That's why. She's uh. Well, okay. Uh, what was the spot where they were in the corner and she got dropped? Are you talking about when she was laid across the turnbuckle? No, it was a different spot. She wasn't laid across the turnbuckle. Listen, hold on. SummerSlam was a very traumatic experience for me. I had to watch that. You know what was good? The best part about SummerSlam? Oh, yeah, she, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. She was dropped across the top turnbuckle and she landed folded up. Of course I am right. Of course. Of course I am right. You know why? Because I was watching it live. Unlike you, who weren't even in this country. State. This country. You weren't even in the country. You were in Wisconsin. Which is not in America. It is in America. It is it the is country. It is taking you from WWE weekend in Brooklyn. Therefore, it has officially been annexed from the United States. The moment you set foot on that soil. I hope that you wiped your feet profusely before entering back into these United States. I did. All 49 of them. Now allow me, before you serve us Brussels sprouts, to say what the best part of SummerSlam was. Okay. The best part of SummerSlam was the following. Removing any regret I had of missing the pre-sale for SummerSlam tickets. Because I saved a lot of money. Wow. A lot of money. Because those tickets are expensive. And I don't think that show was worth the money I would have paid. Not even the swipe of the unlimited Metro card that I would use to keep there. Wow. Yes. And the exhaustion that I would have been in because of my outside-the-business work 
keeping me working nonstop. But that is, I am a fighting champion, and I do not complain about extra work that I have been doing. Well, I thought Rollins and Balor was a very good match. I thought it was very good. But we're not talking about those yet, are we? Not yet. Shouldn't we be... You're, you're, you're shitting all over the whole pay-per-view right now, saying you're glad you didn't spend your money on it. I'm sorry, but one match is not worth, like, $200. Okay. I'm sorry, wait. Yeah, one match for me. Now, you may regale us with your Brussels sprouts. Serve with a healthy side of bacon. There better be bacon in there. There's some bacon. Continuing along the injury train of thought here, Austin Aries says he suffered a ruptured eardrum at the loafered feet of Juanide Otami. Those loafers were not regulation. I believe that. And according to Austin Aries, he wasn't even wearing socks. He wasn't. I was there. It's fucked up. Yes. I smelled his feet. Also, Samojo says he dislocated his jaw in his match against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. The first Kinshasa. I will confirm this mm-hmm. because after the match was over, mm-hmm. the referee threw up the X. I okay. saw it because I was there. We didn't see it on TV. That's right. It was. Uh, I'm not sure if that was the actual injury, but Joe was hurt. Okay. I could tell, like immediately after the first Kinshasa, he like he looked like he couldn't really move it, and he was trying to. I saw him trying to, like, move it back into place with his hand. And then he had the second one, and I'm like, holy shit, he actually took the second Kinshasa after fucking doing something to his jaw. That was fun to yell. Kinshasa! I yelled it. I was there. Nice. Everybody did. It was awesome. I get it now. Oh, why, uh, Graves does it? No, but the difference between an NXT crowd and a SummerSlam crowd, not everybody makes both. But it's just got a better feel for some reason. I don't know if it's psychological with the, the low keyness of the show. I thought it was a better show because I was there. Like, I can't say which one was better. No, I definitely can't. It was I a better wrestling it. show. It I was, mean, I'll put it to you this way. I remember the um, Revival Gargano Champa match more than I remember most of the matches on SummerSlam. When we talk about the matches... I will give a more in-depth, uh, live correspondence review. Yes, indeed. Uh, here's your bacon, maybe. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Chris Jericho apparently had a backstage altercation at SummerSlam because Jericho apparently thought Brock Lesnar went off script when he busted Randy open, uh, and he got in his face. Brock, who thought Jericho was trying to trash his match, just told him to shut up, mind his own business. Brock pushed him. They grabbed each other and scuffled until Triple H and Vince McMahon actually had to get in between them and break it up. Randy then told Jericho that it was planned. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's really baking. Because it's not new. Because, like, I heard about it already. But what, what, what can you say about that? Well, let's say this. For really reals, Chris Jericho... Got in Brock Lesnar's face. Yeah, I know. That's fucking balls. That's impressive. Yeah, but I'm not sure he would have done that if they were alone. I get it how brave that is. But if they were alone, 
I'm sure we would be all wearing black Y2J armbands <laughs> and be living in a different kind of uh, reality here. Maybe. Because I always say, like, it's easy to be... Okay, I'm going to make this right. I'm going to do this right because I'm not dropping the hater hold. All I'm saying is, yes, in that situation, what a brave man you are, Chris Jericho. However, in a room, just Brock Lesnar, just Chris Jericho, same situation. It's easy to be, it's, okay, it's a lot easier to be brave when there's people that'll quite possibly intervene and break it up. As opposed to, I guess I would put it in the same vein as doing a tightrope without a net. Okay. Kind of. No one's saying the dude doing the tightrope is not brave, mm-hmm. but it looks a lot braver if there isn't a net. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Like, there'll always be the question, because the net was there in the first place, would he have done it with the net or without it? Hmm. Right? Yes. Let me ask you. Who are you? People that had to break it up or not, would you have gotten in Brock's face like he did? I don't know if I would have physically gotten to his face because I really like my life the way it is. You would have shouted from across the room and then ran? Not ran. I would have stayed where I was. Okay. Because then you are the aggressor in that situation. Like, there's a difference between verbal aggression and physical aggression. If you make it physical, then the other person... Even though in this situation, it was shown that Lesnar was in the wrong. But to me, I feel if you're the first one to start the physical aggression, you're wrong. On this situation, I think neither of them were wrong. From each point of view, I, I'm not saying there's wrong or right. I'm just saying, for me, how I would feel. I wouldn't feel right if I started... I'm 33 years old. So, I've learned from past mistakes mm-hmm. that it's not smart to do that because you just look foolish. Yeah. That's all. I, it's a different world. See, I'm not a professional wrestler for real, you know? So, I don't, I don't know that world. I think that's a different planet. You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense to you? It does. I'm not of that. They exist. Um, they play by different rules than we do. They're different species. Brock especially. Well, I wasn't even going into that, because now we got to mm. go into <laughs> species and subspecies, and there's a lot of science involved. I don't know anything about science. I know there's science about the Earth. Yes. I know there's science about the biology. Yes. I know there's space science. Yes. I know there's sports science. Maybe. I know there's... Bill Nye, he's a science guy. He is a science guy, that's what he does. Okay. I got nothing else All right. about science. Uh, we found out um, Eva Marie was suspended for her use of that Adderall. That was last week. We didn't know why. So now we know it's Adderall. She says she had a prescription, but she turned into vaporic leaf. Um, I'm glad she spoke up and 
boyfriend, husband, whatever, shut the fuck up because you turn in the paperwork late, you know? It's it's late. It's still wrong. It's not them condemning her or trying to oppress her or put her down. She fucked up. She fucked up. I, this is when it's due. You give it in late, it's late. I got news for you, pal. This whole situation smells like dead rat. And believe me, I know the smell of dead rat. Not from here, but... King's Plaza. Also from where I work currently. Um. Now, here's why. With the right amount of money, you can get a prescription for anything. So, who's to say that there wasn't some uh, shenanigans there? I don't have any proof of either or. I'm just saying my idea of her, Paige, and Del Rio getting wild on Molly would have been a better storyline. That's all I'm saying. It would have been a better storyline. Oh, and uh, I just want to say for the record, how did it taste? That humble pie you had to ingest when I was correct in my prediction on the third participant... In the six women's tag team match. I said you were probably right. Oh, Ricard, Ricard. You You edited. You would know, unless you edited that part out. Oh, it's all there. I left it alone. And if you listened back, which you didn't, because that's the kind of person you are, you would have seen that you were very dismissive of my prediction. Very, very dismissive. And it turns out they did exactly what I said they would. Ah, oh, SmackDown was very good this week. And to answer his the question that I put to him, he did not enjoy his humble pie. Because he did not know he was eating it. Didn't know. Had no idea. Apparently the Dudley's retiring from WWE was the really real. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know. Never say never. But for the moment... They have not re-signed. They were actually offered contracts, and they didn't sign them. Well, that's not what I meant. What I meant to say was, they're still going to wrestle, just not here. They did retire probably. from WWE. That's, well, that was what I said. And I'm pretty sure you'll get to it, but probably not, but we talked about it last week. Maybe they had some conversations with a certain former singer to a, to a somewhat okay band from the 90s. Maybe they're... Going back to the TNA, because it's a new era now. That would be sad. Would it be sad? Or would it be going someplace that's actually going to try to do something different? So let's say they go back to TNA. What are they going to do? Is Bubba going to be on his own again? I don't know, man. Are they going to be tag team? Like, I think they would do more good in WWE, because... WWE right now has a lot of hot new tag teams that could be made by the Dudleys. They really haven't been doing anything. You're right, they haven't been. But now that they decide not to resign, they can't. I think that... Actually, they've been putting guys over. Here's the problem. And this pains me. This might even shock. Shock you. You will be shocked. I feel it right now. Shockmaster? I feel it. Where is he? That wall. Very good. You see, you are trying to escape 
what I'm trying <laughs> to say here. What might just happen to you, relax, keep your heartbeat steady, because I am about to shock the world without tripping over my feet. <laughs> you are too enclosed in the WWE bubble to see that there's possibilities elsewhere. TNA right now is a literal sandbox. A final deletion sandbox. Can you imagine the great stuff that the Dudleys and the Hardys can do now? Think about it, man. It might be better for them. Creatively. Let's think. Creatively. We're, we're missing out on fun stuff. I like wrestling as much as you do. The thing, as a matter of fact, the thing I love the most about the NXT show was the wrestling. But, I went there, and it was, you know, but, if I have to sit for three hours and watch a wrestling show, I need a little bit more from it than what I'm getting. You understand? Mm -hmm. Fun. Story. Things that make sense. In the world of, in the world of wrestling. I mean, it makes sense in the world of wrestling. Let's not, let's not get carried away here. I think I'm going to be paying close attention to the goings on of the TNA. Just to see for the, what I normally do, I'll watch two episodes and then see what happens. And then I'll disappear, probably. You're right. TNA being under completely new control. Maybe. Might be good. Right. I'm sure, as a fan, Billy Corgan could come up with something better than let's throw Mickey James in front of a train and imply she's dead somehow. But not. Let's, let's not discuss that. Because that is the past. Let's... Let's... Okay, how about this? Let's do something that I also rarely do. We're going to take our dry erase board, Mm -hmm. and we're going to erase the poop emoji that's sitting under the TNA. Enzo drew that. We're going to erase that. By the way, I think that's stupid. (laughs) We're going to erase that. We're going to put a fresh thing. We're even going to erase the TNA part, which is called Impact Wrestling. Impact. Right? And we'll leave space. We'll leave space, and we'll see what happens. Let's do a fresh start. We'll give them the clean slate. Delete! There were delete chants at NXT show, by the way, at at, at TakeOver. (laughs) I wasn't in on it, though. But what about the singing? Yeah, why wouldn't I be? That shit is fun. You hate the singing. Yeah, when I'm at home. And it, the singing was for Glorious and Shinsuke. Okay, Glorious. Why not? Glorious and Shinsuke, okay, but the, uh, uh, who, uh, who was it besides Enzo? Uh, someone else got it. Um, Enzo? Oh, it was, uh, Zack Sabre. So it wasn't that show at all, I guess. Never mind. Wow. Okay. Keep in mind. Uh huh. I watched last week's Cruiserweight Classic Takeover. SummerSlam and Raw 
all on Monday. So if shit's a bit of a blur, knowing how my memory is, give me a little slack. Let's call this episode of the Basement Bookers podcast Excuses by Ricard. How about that? That's my recommendation for when you're doing your edits. Please regale us with the next news item. There's so much. There's so much. Is that, I is believe, that it? I believe that's it. Let me just the rest of it probably blends yeah. into... Well, there was a lot of stuff that I deemed not news because we saw the shit that happened. Excellent. What about the rumor of Del Rio possibly being done? You didn't mention that. Rumor? It's been a rumor for like a month and a half now. Okay. I mean, until we see something... That says he's back and can't wait to perform, or that he's, uh, uh, or, like, not resigning, or leaving, or whatever. It's not worth talking about. Okay. We don't, we don't care about that. Like, we, did you even notice he was gone? Yeah, I did, when they said he was suspended. Alright. <laughs> Fair enough. Which, by the way, which, uh, which show is Paige on SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. So they have seven women. They have six. Seven, because Paige wasn't in that lineup there. Because she's suspended. Seven. That she doesn't count. Six. Okay. On the roster. On the roster, there's seven. There are seven. But she's gone for who knows how long. Like 23 more days or something like that. Allegedly, you don't know how long she's hurt for. Paige? Yeah, she's injured. In addition to being suspended. Yeah. I didn't know about the injury. That's why she was off before the suspension. You reported it. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not even going to get upset. <laughs> I'm not. My, my life is too short. You know? I have a lot of living to do. Oh. Good times. I have too much living to do. I mean, let's think about this. We had a conversation earlier via text message. The nonsense that you spewed forth to me, and the hurtful things that you unintentionally said, just rolled off. I didn't care. Because it was a waste of energy. We'll go over those later. We will. Okay. But for the record, this is too short, man. I got a lot of living I want to do. I got things that I want to do. Did you know that each outburst shortens your life by like a millisecond? A millisecond. I've lost about three years of my life. Bursting out? In a week. Probably. But I'm not going to allow your condition to... Where's where's the science that says that, by the way? I don't know. Somewhere. Wherever one finds bro science. I might have made it up. Who knows? I don't know. That's my condition. I don't know when I make things up. Maybe you're enabling me. Your lack of memory allows me to get away with making things up. So really, you should blame yourself. I surely. What are you doing? You know we're doing a podcast right now. I know, but something was going on. Shit was magnifying instead of When two scrolling. dudes are hanging out together, you shouldn't be looking at websites like that. That's not what I'm doing. Of course not. Please. What'd you think of uh, Jose's conga line? I thought it was absurd. 
Thank you. But, I would have liked to be on it. Who do you get? Was it just random people? From, I mean, definitely plants. I think, I don't, I don't think they were plants. They were actual fans. They were pre-selected. Yeah, they probably did it, like, earlier or whatever. Or, if you're sitting here, you're gonna be able to do this, whatever. I didn't notice anything awry. Mm. Was there a pre-show for NXT? There was, but uh, I skimmed through it. There were no matches. No, I understand, but with like the desk and people sitting and talking. Yeah, about it was it, a different desk. I like the desk. I saw the desk. It's a nice desk. Because when I go, when I was trying to go to my seat, and they sent me to the wrong thing to go, because it's stupid. It was there, mm-hmm. and when I went down, my section was like eight or sixteen. You should you should have gone to the desk and said, "What they told me to sit here." Well, I couldn't even get to... I couldn't even... Alright. Where she was, because the late the usher sent me to the wrong seat. Yeah. And the usher before that usher was also an idiot. Because... <laughs> if you haven't been to the Barclays Center, it's round. Mm-hmm. Like most places. And you know how you gotta walk and you know to follow the numbers to get to your section and stuff? Mm-hmm. It said it on the thing that my section lied through that door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this okay? Can I come in here? She's like, yeah, go ahead. So I go, and I show my ticket. They're like, okay, go this way. I go, and there's someone sitting where I'm supposed to be sitting. I almost told this person to get lost because they were in my seat. Mm-hmm. But luckily they stayed there because they were correct. Because I was in the right row, just the section was not where they said. It was over one. And the lady told me I could go around through walking down, mm-hmm. which was like a division between up and the floor seats. Mm-hmm. I went to go do that, and the lady gave me an attitude, told me, no, you can't go this way, you have to go the other way. I go the other way, because the lady that took, the usher that told me to move down in the first place, that I could go either way, mm-hmm. said, I can go that way or that way. So I tried that way, and like, excuse me, and this is what she was, was like, the back, the stage for the pre-show was right there. Mm-hmm. And between, and she was in the middle, between like the bar for the rest of the seats mm-hmm. and the stage. Like I would have been walking behind that area. And it's like, you can't come this way. You have to go out and around. I'm like, at this point I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. Because the show's about to start. Mm-hmm. That dude is, that dude is talking. You know, the guy is like, you are about to, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm wrestling. I was so angry. So, I guess I wasn't super angry. I was like, I was frustrated because no one knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, Jay-Z, you need to talk to these people. You need to fire them. Each and every one. I don't care if they have families. They should have thought of that before they were rude to me. That's right. I was the champion of the world. They didn't know. And that is also no excuse for ignorance. We didn't discuss it, but you could have brought my belt with you if you wanted. I didn't want to. Heavy. Because I was, it wasn't just that. I was alone. You know, not that I'm afraid, but I didn't want to have to harm anyone. Right. I was in a different space. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mentally, I was going somewhere where I was alone. <laughs> but not alone. 
Alone among 15,000 other people. Yeah, I wasn't... See, the basement bookers... This is rated off for realness. I have a condition. It's called... I don't like being around people. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I wasn't able to obtain a second ticket for my girlfriend to come with me as my brother was out of the country. Unwillingly. Against his will. I will. But anyway, I lost what I was talking about. Point is, I finally got to my seat. Good. And I was okay. This is the other part. Mm-hmm. There were two seats next to me. Seriously? Empty. Fucking A. I'm like... Well, I guess they, I guess they are here. It's spirit. But... It was beneficial in two ways. No one was blocking off my vision when I was two seats and about three feet away from Mandy and Daria from the Tough Enough. Mm -hmm. So I got to see them. From the NXT. Right. I got to see them and Sasha Banks and Becky in that little area down there. Nice. And also, as he was leaving from his seat and going to his seat, the legendary Nature Boy Ric Flair, Hall of Famer Mick Foley, not at the same time, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, also the Finn Balor, who is taller than he appears on TV. Well, because they always put him around tall people. And some of the CWC guys. Also, oh. walk through there. I was on the opposite, the direct opposite of the stage. Mm-hmm. So those bright lights were in my face. Oh. I kind of know why my seat was as affordable as it was and as close as it was. Um. I do not regret it. It was excellent. It was a great seat for Ember Moon's entrance, which live is awesome. And the Shinsuke entrance looked awesome. It was great. And the Glorious One's entrance. Yes. It was also fun. Uh, great entrances of that night I thought were glorious. Asuka, Bailey, and I don't really remember Ember Moon. Oh, uh, Shinsuke. Ember Moon had the... It was dark uh-huh. everywhere. And, like, the moon came up in the thing. And it was, like, really red. Like, really. Mm. And... Speaking of bright, Sasha Banks and Becky have really bright hair. Yeah. Like, I'm watching, because I'm able to watch the match, mm-hmm. and I can see them in the front row. And for the record, Sasha Banks is a high clapper, as in she puts her hands up, mm-hmm. and a real wrestling fan. Because I can see her reactions for all the matches, and she's like all up in there. It was great. Uh, what else did I wanted to mention? Did I want, want to mention the match of the first match to grab me emotionally was the tag team title match. Mm-hmm. I almost died, literally, almost died a few times mm. because the the story that was being told in the ring, the the. Near falls, all of them, mm-hmm. 
the sheer determination of all four competitors. It made me feel like the Tag Team Championship was the most important title in the world. Set of titles. Mm-hmm. In the world, the way these guys fought for it. And when we were chanting no mm-hmm. for Gargano not to tap, uh-huh. dude, it was like, I felt like if we knowed hard enough, mm-hmm. he would have got out of it. We were trying so hard. I gotta ask you about that. Yeah. From the camera, from the home viewer, he looked like he could have reached the rope when he tapped. It didn't look that way from where I was sitting. Okay. I don't know if it was because I had rose-colored glasses because I was there Mm -hmm. and everything seemed real to me, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking he was in just too much pain, that it was too much. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, watch that match back, okay? Watch how the revival worked him. Just watch. Just think about this. Everybody knows, especially if you're a Basement Booker fan, anyone that listens to a, a, a wrestling podcast, any kind, is in on it. That it's a work. Mm-hmm. But that match felt real to me. When I was watching that match, it was it was super realistic to me. You f- like it made you complete. It was so good and so it looked so realistic. It completely made you forget about the fact that it's scripted. Yeah, it pulled me in hook, line, and sinker. I was like, "Holy crap! These guys can do it. They're gonna become the tag team champions." And they did it. And as much as we all were sitting there and we're like, "Oh, they're gonna, he's gonna turn on him. He's gonna." He's gonna <laughs> It was a much better outcome that they left still best friends. Yeah. Like, it touched my heart. You, you feel it. That's what a good wrestling match is. You got, you, it takes you through all the emotions, man. It was incredible. The Revival won, and they looked great. Mm-hmm. And Gargano and Ciampa looked great. Yeah. They, of course they did. Because... They tried everything, and the revival was just one percent better. Such a great match. That is wrestling, and they weren't even doing all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really, when you think about it. Yeah, it was what the old timers would say: fundamentally sound. Yeah, there was a lot of wrestling, and you not a lot of flips. Yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. I know I'm saying that a lot, but the way it was, I I want. All right, here's here's how good it was. Normally, when I go to shows, I don't really care to rewatch it because I was there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to rewatch it in the morning before work, but I couldn't because WWE Supercard was doing the Road to Glory event, mm-hmm. and. I wanted my full attention on the show. Right. I wanted to watch the match itself. I didn't want to miss anything. Not only that, I was looking for myself. Yeah. Which I did kind of sort of see myself. Because the spot is easy to see myself in. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was wearing my Brock Lesnar shirt. So the, the letters are... Ah. They stand out. Anyway, notwithstanding, I'm taking up all this airspace. Because... No, this is your live correspondence. I can't... 
I had so much fun because I was 15 years old and I, well, when I was 15, I didn't believe it that much. I was younger than that. Mm -hmm. I was like 10. <laughs> For the record, the first match was Ty Dillinger versus uh, Blake or Murphy. The one with the stupid music. Uh, so that was, they taped this week's NXT before. That was what I thought they were going to yep. do. Okay. Which was great. Got to do a lot of 10. 10. Except for the, the Hideo thing, it makes sense. Yeah. So we saw that match. And we saw, uh, what was the other? Oh, the tag team. Uh, the Authors of Pain versus the Mighty Don't Kneel, TM61. Yes. As they're called in NXT. Yes. Those yeah. guys mm -hmm. are giant. The authors of pain? They're very big men. I still don't like them. Yeah. But, that was kind of crazy. That was a good match. It was. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty much, those are the only two matches that they gave before the, uh, the show started. Gave, huh? Huh? They gave them? They gave them. They yeah. gave me. They gave us those in attendance that match exclusively. What do you think of the NXT title change? I knew it was going to happen, obviously, because I had picked Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, that, even though I chose Shinsuke, let me put you into the, the mindset I had. Mm -hmm. As awesome as Shinsuke's entrance was, mm -hmm. when I saw Samoa Joe come out, and it's his regular entrance. Mm -hmm. That guy is very scary. He's <laughs> kind of like... He reminded me of a bad guy in like a Van Damme movie or something. Mm -hmm. Where he's coming out there... He's not just coming out there to defend his championship. He's coming out there to teach this guy the meaning of respect with his fists. And he doesn't care... If his opponent is going to walk out of there under his own power, mm -hmm. he knows he's going to do whatever he can do to take him out. Yeah, Joe is definitely an intimidating dude who I've never seen in person yet. And you felt, speaking of intensity, mm -hmm. when Bailey defiantly slapped Asuka in the mush, mm -hmm. it was like, I, you felt she knew... This isn't going to end well for her. Yeah. But she's going to show her mm -hmm. that she's not just going to walk all over her. I, Bailey's intensity was amazing. And two sets of arm-flailing inflatable tube men. Yep. Well, that was on Raw. They have it on NXT also? Yeah. She they had it by the stage mm -hmm. and also by the mat, the ring. Okay. I don't recall that. Um, two... Vicious head kicks. Dude, I thought she kicked her for real. She might have. Well, luckily, Bailey's tough and she survived and they get concussed or something. Like, you felt that. I'm like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. she's She's got a show to go to on Monday. Be careful with her. So apparently that pump handle slam that Bobby Roode uh, performs is called the Glorious Bomb. Not surprisingly. Aptly. Yeah. He was great. I don't know uh, how it translated to TV uh, when they were. Ch they said that uh, 
I think it was he is glorious chance or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and Bobby was like, yeah, yeah, he acknowledged <laughs> it. He's like, nice. It was pretty cool. Bobby Roode is one, easily one of the best workers in the business, and I am so glad he's in NXT. I'm glad he, more people can see him because mm-hmm. he theoretically he's got it. He's got a very bright future. Would you say he might be the it factor of wrestling? No. Because <laughs> he's got a new thing now. Right. But I will say it feels like he's got a Ric Flair... Let me finish. He's got a Ric Flair vibe, mm-hmm. but it's his, he's doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of character. But he doesn't have to do all this crazy stuff that these mm-hmm. guys are doing. Yeah. He can... He's, he looks phenomenal. And he, he, he's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about this guy. But he's, he's, de- they put him in the right kind of gimmick. He does have a great look. Like he, he's not overly muscular. He kind of looks like a regular Joe that is just in great shape. He, he yeah. looks, he looks like, uh, like a Wall Street guy, yeah, that will kick your butt. Mm-hmm. Is what he looks like. How hard did you pop for the GTS, dude? Like very, because it looked cool. Poor Aries from the Originator. Poor Austin Aries. That's going to be a fun little feud once he gets better. If he's injured. If he's really injured. So it'll make for some good TV. They should use that in uh, storylines where he'll, like, show up and try to, like, get some some sanctions against, uh, um, wait, how did he hurt him? Was it on the GTS or the kicks with the loafers? He said, uh, he didn't specify, but he, but he did say something about, uh, his loafered feet, so he might get loafers outlawed. Maybe. But rightfully so. What he could do, he could wear like an ear patch and sort of half accidentally bring back the what chance. No. <laughs> oh, no. No. Please. Ah. What? No. No. This year. No. What? No. No what chance. What? Ever. No. <laughs> Let's leave that buried. Leave that buried with Scott Steiner. Okay, let's just leave it buried. If you notice, the what chance have really, really seriously died down a lot. Thank Vince mm-hmm. for that. Uh, I think I honestly think the worst thing that Steve Austin accidentally did was starting a boring chant. Yeah, I remember that. It was Lance Storm versus somebody, I don't remember. And that was... That fucking buried him. That was... Yep. But overall, 10 out of 10 for me. A great show. Shall we discuss SummerSlam? We have to. It's our job. It's what we don't get paid for. Alright. What's the match of the night for NXT for you? I already know what mine is. I already... I have chosen the tag team title match, obviously. 
because that to me, I felt feelings. It's it's tough to g- disagree. I would say that match. If not that, then Joe and Shinsuke. I really wish you were match. there to experience that match with me. I wish I was there to experience fucking any of that. We would have held each other and no. cried man tears. No. I'm, I'm pretty sure. No. I'm positive. It would have no. been okay. It would have been okay. We would have we sat there. We would have had the one empty seat in between us because we could. you tell me you wouldn't have hugged me back when that match was over? We wouldn't have hugged you. It would have been a pound. We would have hugged. It would have been like we would have both had something. You don't understand what I was feeling, bro. We would have hugged whether you liked it or not. I'd call it a struggle song. That is so creepy. <laughs> yes. Do you just come up with that? No, I think yeah. I've heard it before in passing somewhere. So creepy. I credit whoever or whatever. That was just it bringing it in, man. Well, the biggest story coming out of SummerSlam is Finn's injury. Now, I didn't mention it in the news because... Anyone that watched Raw knows about it, but... You know how upset I was? That title is already cursed. Well, it's ugly as sin. It is. And it's cursed. Yeah. Because not only Finn, the first ever champion, didn't even hold it for 22 hours and had to give it up. Because he was was injured before he even got it. Sami Zayn, if it's not storyline, I haven't heard anything. On Raw, fucking fucked up his ankle. That's very convincing if it's a work. I know. Because that looked awful. I know. It looked like, I said to myself, you're not supposed to line like that, Sammy. You know? He's one of those guys that wrestles that way, dude. But it was a simple maneuver. It's always a simple maneuver. Same thing with uh, the way Seth hurt himself. The same. And speaking of, Bret Hart, again, I'm sorry to cut you off. But it reminded That's all right. Me. It's what you do. You bury me. It reminded me. Bret Hart is, again, calling Seth Rollins dangerous. All right. The Finn Balor injury, he hit the fucking the barricade wrong. It's not... Seth can't position Finn's shoulder to hit the fucking barricade, right? Well, isn't wrestling like dancing? It is. So, it's... I, I don't know. It could it's, be... You know what? Maybe... Finn thought he was hitting a flat part of the barricade, and he hit where it curved. If you notice, his right arm went behind him. I didn't notice exactly where his left arm was, but assuming they were symmetrical, his right arm hit first because of the curve there, and I think that's what popped his shoulder out. But, short of Seth saying... We're 3.2 feet from the barricade. Make sure you adjust accordingly. You know, you can't fucking blame Seth for that. I didn't. I didn't either. Bret Hart did. Look, the guy's from a different time. He's at the age where I hope that I reach that age one day. Well, really, you can just say whatever the hell you want. Bret Hart is from a time when people, honestly, didn't powerbomb other people into barricades. You didn't need to. Right. His... Alright, I'm, I'm looking at it from his side. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he didn't have to do stuff like that and he still got over. And it looked, it looked, if you were, if you saw a Bret Hart match, it looked like he was kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. Okay? But he never ever hurt anyone. Ever. Mm-hmm. Even in Stampede. Ever. 
or whatever, Calgary. Yeah, so yeah. You know? So, I can see how it looks to him. I don't know, maybe he's friends with Sting, too? Is he friends with Sting, maybe? That I don't But everyone, everyone respects Sting. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, this is also a guy who had his career ended by someone he deemed reckless. So, you know, he's allowed his opinion. The guy's been in the business forever. They say it ain't ballet. No, it's not. Who else did Goldberg hurt? I don't know. I didn't really... I wasn't a WCW guy. I'm pretty sure... Well, I wasn't following news back then. You know? They, I didn't know about these websites. I knew they existed. I had no idea how to find them. I thought you had to know someone that knows someone that knew these back channels where they had these websites. I, I didn't know anything. But... I don't ever remember anyone missing time after a match with Goldberg. Except for Brett. The... Cena thing? Freak accident. Maybe Cena thought something else was coming. Maybe he put his head in too much. I don't know. But it happened. Seth profusely apologized from what I've read online. So, now, okay, the Sting thing. Sting's what, 54 years old? So. Wear and tear on the body, dude. Yeah, but even... I'm pretty sure that would have happened to anyone. Sting never took a powerbomb to the turnbuckle. Before that. Yeah, but... Alright. Devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. For the hitman. If you took that move out of a match... Mm-hmm. Did it... Does it hurt it? No. Does it make it better? Assuming the other person doesn't get injured, yes. See, to me, it doesn't. It's just another. Oh, you say, I'm sorry. You're saying does the move make it better? Right. Like having does having the move there. You know what I'm saying? If that move wasn't there, does it make Seth less cool? No. Winning. No. He has a great move set without that. He doesn't have. That doesn't have to happen. And before anybody gets crazy at me on the Twitter. At basement chair. At basement chair. Holla, baby. I'm there. I look, I really want, I love to communicate on Twitter. Only retweets and likes I get are from bots. But, I just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything against the move. But I'm saying, there's just some of them that just, it doesn't, there's just so much of it. It's not making it, I guess it's like, when when you eat too much candy, sugar starts to lose its luster. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get that sweet little snack once in a blue moon, holy crap! I'll attribute to me. Mm-hmm. Check this out. I am on a very low sugar diet, mm-hmm. right? I remember one day I took a sip of something called Mountain Dew Black. Mm. Dude, I had a sugar rush. I've never done heroin before. <laughs> but I'd imagine that it's almost as good as what happened to me when I had that Mountain Dew Black or whatever. It wow. Was. So, it's just... You don't, have, you don't have to do all of that. Look at that tag team match. It was sound. 
But you know what? When, uh, who was it? When Zach Wilder hit that, uh, chop block yeah. on his knee, you know what? He could have legitimately blown out his knee. And, and then you'd, and then you'd say, well, he didn't need that spot. They could have worked on the knee another way. Now, the argument for the chop block could be made. If Ric Flair can do it, woo! And never ever hurt a soul. But then you're comparing guys that have been wrestling for just a few years to Ric Flair. I don't know. See, I just don't know enough about the athleticism from what I see, but I feel like a chop block is different. There's less factors involved, I think, because it's having the complete strength to toss a man into the turnbuckles mm-hmm. and have him land the way he's supposed to. There's too many variables. You the main variable is where their arms are going. They have to, like, when going into the turnbuckle, ideally, in my theory, their arms would have to hit the top rope before anything else. That would slow them down a bit. That would lessen the impact. When getting powerbombed into the uh, the barricade, same thing. Again, this is what I think happened. I don't know. But, like I said before, I think Finn's, uh, Finn landed on sort of the curved part of the barricade. And he thought it was would be all straight. That was why he put it, both his arms straight out. And that's why his right arm hit first. And he wasn't prepared for that. Right. Was that Seth's fault? Hmm. Is there really a fault? Or is it just a case of shit happens? I think Seth Rollins is a true professional, first. Second of all, Seth Rollins is not out there to hurt anyone. That I agree with 100%. Both of those. Third of all... In life, things happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, remember the pile driver? Yeah. That's a dangerous move. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And from what I heard, from what I hear, a backdrop could be devastating too. Mm-hmm. And that's like a regular run of the mill move. Mm-hmm. Well, if the guy. I heard Taz talk about it. I'm not an expert, but he mm-hmm. says like a backdrop. He doesn't. He didn't like taking backdrops, and he's done everything else mm-hmm. like that. You could really get hurt on, and you don't. You don't think anything of it. I mean, think about it. You see a backdrop on TV. You're not popping, and going. This is awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's. I mean, you see it like three or four times a match. Here's sometimes. the thing. I didn't mean to cut you off because I knew you were going to say something. That's okay. This podcast is running long, and I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just that we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's just that I really wish there was a way, and I know it's kind of hard to do, but the way everything is set up, there's a reason why I have to watch Raw the morning after. Mm-hmm. It's not just because I can't stay up past 9 o'clock without falling asleep, but a lot of the matches is spot fest. Every time to the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's you, it's hard to get excited when all the stuff is happening all the time. Hashtag Florida commercial. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to do that. You Smackdown's could, not doing that. Smackdown's doing something different. Yeah. You could have the heel roll out, take a powder, and go to commercial. Yeah. And then when you come back, 
the heel is in control again because mm-hmm. he tricked the face. Yeah. Uh, what else? I don't know. I, I don't want to beat this dead horse. Like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy that watches, and it's just things that I notice. It's just that that tag team title match set me on this. It reset how I feel about wrestling matches. Mm. You should be about making people feel things. You have to care. I cared about who won and who lost that match. Even though it's been quoted, probably, that wins and losses don't matter because it's a work. Mm. It should. I agree. It definitely should. That's all. Again, not to beat the dead horse, but just to bring the subject to conclusion. Until Cena and Finn speak out about their injuries, we've heard from Sting. Sting doesn't blame Seth. He's been long enough around. Mm -hmm. Until Cena and Finn say it was Seth's fault, I'm going to defend Seth. Good. And I'm sick of Bret Hart. I I understand where you're coming from, but he got hurt by Goldberg. He calls Goldberg reckless. I haven't heard of any other injuries Goldberg has caused. Seth had a rough time. I'm glad he didn't say anything about Sami Zayn's potential injury, which might may or may not be a work. But if it's not a work, and if he does say something about his injury, I'm gonna completely fucking go off on him. I'm gonna I'm gonna contact him on Twitter. I'm gonna say you're a fucking idiot because Seth didn't fucking touch him. But it's, it gets me heated. Like I respect Bret Hart so much as a wrestler because of everything he's done, the way he's done it, bringing the ladder match to the WWE, the WWF at the time. Even though we never saw that match that he had with Shawn Michaels. We've heard about it. Because he brought it from Stampede. I saw a shitty Stampede ladder match that he was in. He was a wreck. But that's beside the point. Brett is absolutely a legend in this business. And I just think that he's taking a little bit too much of a personal perspective in attacking... Seth Rollins. That's my two cents. He won't blame Seth Rollins. He'll blame the reckless work style that's going on right now. You know that's what? what he'll do. Well, you know what? If if anyone in power in WWE really thought that it's the move that they should uh, ban, then, then they, they will. Then they ban and it. They have. They banned the punt by Randy Orton. Pile driver. They, they banned the pile driver, except. Uh, for Taker's Tombstone. Uh, and they banned the curb stomp. Although the curb stomp was more for... Don't try this reasons. at home. Yeah, it was more for political reasons. Fucking politics. Politics don't belong in wrestling. Unless they're backstage politics. Unless, Which is a thing. Or, you know, if there's a foreign wrestler. Don't get me started on that shit. So, that's... My rant. What is the match of the night? SummerSlam? Lesnar and Orton! It was not. No. Uh, I know you want to rant about that a bit. 
Oh, man. But, uh, I sure do. <laughs> do you want to do that before I answer the match of the night question? I need to know what you felt the match of the night was. I'll tell you what is skewing my vote. During this particular match, Mauro Ronaldo literally, I don't know if you saw it, literally got up out of a seat for a move. AJ and Cena. He, That's my pick, by the way. He jumped up out of his seat after AJ kicked out of a super attitude adjustment. Who does that? AJ. That's right. That was the best match to me. That was a great, dude, great match. This is like the third SummerSlam in a row. John Cena's put somebody over, and they got a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Suplex City. Yeah. Seth Rollins. First ever to hold the United States Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And this year, AJ Styles. He made him look incredible. AJ Styles is now one of my favorite wrestlers. He's been on my list, dude. On SmackDown. Like, he's one of my favorite guys. Because mm-hmm. his heel character is great. Especially when he showed up at the beginning of SmackDown. He, had, he put the never give up. <laughs> John Cena's armband. It was on his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. I, I I hope he becomes a champion. Me too. That'd be awesome. I love Dean Ambrose, but it'd be a nice little shift. A heel AJ Styles as heavyweight champion of the world. Shit's not on the WWE network For yet. What? We're beating up John Cena. That's right. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. I almost asked you, have you watched any of AJ's older stuff? But. Then I said, I realize it's not on the WWE Network yet. It has to get on the network. Now we, and there's yeah. YouTube stuff that yeah. I've seen. But it, he, all of his vet, vet, vetness, mm-hmm. like, it's all encompassed here. Like, it's, he's taken all that XP mm-hmm. and he's reached the level cap. There was, there was a time in TNA he had gone away for a while, he came back. As a dark character, not necessarily heel, but we really didn't know. And this is when he debuted the, the Calf Crusher by TNA, sorry, in Impact Wrestling. They called it the Calf Killer. And he was feuding with Bubba Ray, Bully Ray. And he came back just like really dark. He had a completely different style of uh, wrestling. Slower, more methodical. Much less jumping and stuff. Yeah, he'd better. He'd still hit the phenomenal forearm, but it was just such a shift in what we knew about him. Because what the angle was, he went away, and then like they went to uh, Borash or whatever went to look for him with cameras and everything in down in Gainesville, Georgia, and you know they found him. Oh, he was out drinking or whatever. So it they made they made him dark, and it was really really cool. And then he come he came back. He had this, uh, like a sort of a, not a beard, but like, he had a lot of stubble. And his hair had grown out a little bit. And he had this new attitude. Again, not necessarily a heel. Like some, You know, sometimes TNA doesn't really do heel face. It's just, this is what you are. I don't like that. Well, they were doing that with him. But, and he debuted the calf crusher in his first match. And he submitted someone, uh, probably Bully Ray. And it was sort of like a holy shit kind of moment. Because... It was a complete shift in character, and it was great. And, that, and he still looked awesome in the ring. That being said, this version of AJ Styles is the best version. Because 
I like these kind of heels. I don't like the... Like, that super serious stuff worked for Chris Jericho mm-hmm. for a while, but he's just annoying. And the problem is, he's annoying, but he backed it up. He yeah. beat John Cena at SummerSlam fair and square. Mm-hmm. He didn't cheat at all. That's right. And how annoying he was being to Ziggler. Mm-hmm. That was great. It's like, yeah, Ziggler's kind of a loser. You know, <laughs> I can't even take the guy seriously. He's Colonel Sanders. What was <laughs> up with that? That was rough. But we got to talk about smack talk or whatever. Talking smack. We do, but I don't want to. There's I, too much show here. There's a lot of show. Wait, let's move it. I want. Wait, I want. I want to talk about. You reminded me. Um, the main event. The Finn Balor. The main event was Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. I know. Oof. Um. In the Universal Championship match. Oh, uh, win the title. The announcers, does, does, did I write who? No, they, they basically say that because you can only win a title by pinfall or submission, that it's a no DQ match. Did you yeah. catch that? Yeah. No, it's not. It, okay, it was never announced as a no DQ match. No one ever did anything that was no DQ worthy. That's what I was going to say. That. Seth never cheat. He's a heel. He didn't try to cheat one time. And, you, you really need to promote it as a no-DQ match. And how are you going to have a title match be no-DQ when it's not, like, a major, like, a, a blood feud? What they should have done, not say it's no-DQ, but if someone gets disqualified, they don't win the title because you can't win a title by, by counting out of disqualification. You won the match, great, but you didn't win the championship. That's how they should have been promoting it. I don't know, man. That, to me, is a logistical nightmare. I would say this. I didn't use the right words. No, but you're right. That worked. I think even Finn Balor was confused. Mm-hmm. Because there's a point in the match where he's in a submission, and he's going for the ropes. He's like, this, this, you can't go for the ropes. No disqualification. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is that? I don't know. But I get that it has to be a winner. You know? Right, but I really thought there would be some shenanigans. I'm glad there wasn't, but I was hoping for once we wouldn't leave SummerSlam with a bad taste in our mouths. Well, it was only the injury. What what gave us a bad taste in our mouths? Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Tell us about that, will ya? Alright. First, let me state... Brock Lesnar is the beast incarnate, and I own a Brock Lesnar shirt. Mm-hmm. Eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. I'm over it. I'm over this Brock Lesnar shit. Because you're not utilizing the character to his potential. Because what happened? What What did we gain from that finish. Randy Orton is a tough SOB. Mm-hmm. We already knew that. He survived an animal. Mm-hmm. But he could have seriously been hurt. You know, we talk about wanting to be safe and there's, there's wellness tests. 
Uh, there's no chair shot, no exposed chair shots mm-hmm. to the head. I'd rather you hit me in the head with a chair than allow Brock Lesnar to elbow me in the back of my head. A legit killer. In the octagon. He's a champion. UFC heavyweight champion. They say that all the time. They do. And what is... Is this meant to be a heel thing that he was fined $500? That is a heel thing, yeah. He wipes his ass with $500. I've seen it. No, I haven't. <laughs> I believe you that you have. <laughs> you were searching out the dark recesses of the interwebs. Mm. Like... And what what's gained after that? A few with Bray Wyatt? Which, by the way, we still don't have a payoff from Bray Wyatt costing Brock Lesnar Royal Rumble. There was no payoff to that. They're on different shows. Not that that stopped Randy, but that was... I'm just saying, yeah. Hindsight. They had plenty of time. Mm -hmm. And is is Brandy... Brandy. Is Randy Orton going to get a receipt from that? Time will tell. But it looks like maybe not. Unless they do it again at Mania. It's all about follow-up here. Mm-hmm. What's next for Randy Orton? Randy Orton looks to be feuding with Bray Wyatt. What has Bray Wyatt done that makes me care about that feud? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Not a... But then again, it's like, well, who else do you put against... Who else does Randy Orton fight against? It yeah. feels like that's the filler. Yeah. That Bray Wyatt is, alright, we don't have anybody for, for Randy. How about Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt is the square. You put it to the slot, the square slot. I, I feel like there's this one writer backstage that, like, anytime Bray's done with a feud, it's like, oh, let's do this with Bray Wyatt. What was his last feud? Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't he want. He doesn't. He doesn't want championship anymore. So he's not upset. No. Okay. The Wyatt's last feud was New Day. Okay. Yes. Bray Wyatt's last singles feud. I don't remember. I have one thing to say about speaking of the New Day. I want to say one thing about that match. Mm. John Stewart, stay the hell out of my ring. How about that? How about you stick to your comedy? And your political humor, and you stay backstage, and hey, creative, hey, 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 he's not on TV anymore. You don't need him. Nobody's tuning into SummerSlam for Jon Stewart, alright? It's a tag team title match. You made the club look like jabronis. Because they're going to stand there and let him tuck in his shirt? Really? Come on, man. He reminds me of the guy on that episode of Swerved that kept jumping up on the ring apron. Just, just go away. Yeah. Just, just get out of here. Just get out of here, Josh Stewart. Get out of here. Just stop. Your kid met his idols. He got some autographs. Stay backstage. Stay in your skybox. Stay at front row. Just, just get out of here. Yeah. Just get, did, did, whatever. That's all I got to say about that. But yeah, the Brock Lesnar thing... Did they really have to do that? They couldn't just have Brock win? But TKO? 
I guess. I guess, is to get him over as, like, this uncontrollable monster. Honestly, I think any other way to have him win would have hurt Randy a bit. How does getting pummeled help him? He technically got knocked out. That was how he lost. So it wasn't like he was pinned or submitted. He got knocked out. Now, viciously. Here's another question. The ref does counts for close fist, yes? Mm-hmm. So, elbows to the back of the head? It wasn't the back of his head, it was here. It was the dome, the front part. Elbows to the head is okay. It's not UFC? Different exactly, rules. it's professional wrestling. Yeah, different rules. It's professional wrestling. Like, that shouldn't be legal. He should have been disqualified. There's no rule against it. Find me a rule in the WWE rule. Here, here's the rule book. We don't Fine. have it. Damn it. You can't pretend something that's not real. Oh, only you can. Yes. Well, try. Uh, no, I don't even think. Th- there's no. What am I doing? <laughs> there I'm is no about this. There's. <laughs> There's no rule about elbows. Okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, look. Let's stop. Let's have this be the last SummerSlam that Brock Lesnar's in the main event where it has to be a weird finish. Let's also, have, not do that let's also have this be the last SummerSlam that we see Jon Stewart. Definitely. And let's have a different main event, like a championship. Which is kind of bizarre. Like, neither championship... Which I guess you don't want to show one is more better than the other. Yeah, the the Dean Ambrose title match was before the the six women tag match. It was before the U.S. title match. It was before the Universal title match. Which okay, fine. It was also before Brock and Randy. Yeah. That is fucked up. Yeah, it's a long show, man. It's very long. It's a long show. I think the last four matches should have been reordered a bit. Yeah, I mean, Reigns versus Rusev wasn't really a match. Yeah, it wasn't a match. But it did kind of get some stuff done for me. Mm-hmm. It made Roman Reigns look tough, mm-hmm. which was cool. And it was quick enough. Yeah, it was in and out. You know, uh, I don't have much more to say about SummerSlam. We have a lot, you know. It's It was alright. It was an okay show. It's not worth nine ninety nine. So that just for the record, Cena match was fire. Yeah. Just for the record, if we're counting the pre-show, which we always have, which we haven't, always have, I won seven to six. And if we actually did it by the rules, it would be a draw. Listen. You're lucky that this podcast is not a territory. Because you want the championship on the hottest heel. I think I'm the hottest right now. I- I'm the hottest. I'm the hottest. I'm, I'm dying of heat right now. Alright, listen. <laughs> you, you fine. So we got a lot of things to do. Um, I don't think there's anything else I had to say uh, about SummerSlam and stuff. Uh, I will say... There's way too much product placement in that Big Foley show. There's tap out everywhere. 
And I know for a fact that this show was taped before New Day got these, got their cereal. There was a Booty-O's bo- cereal box on top of the table, assumedly at breakfast time. I saw that. What's up with that? Right? That is some BS, man. Overall, reality is not really reality. Pretty sure it's kind of sort of scripted, but not maybe. But... Yeah, uh, she's not dating the clown. That's not real. She is, dude. That means there's a chance for you. I'm sorry, I'm not a scrawny prick with a quarter of a job wearing skinny jeans. I must not wear skinny jeans. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm not. But anyway, it was an okay show. I think my uh, favorite episode so far is the the one where they do the cryogenic spa thing. I liked when she was with Becky and Sasha. That was great, too. I love watching Becky doing everything. Well, she teach me how to wrestle. You know, because she's tough. You know. You wanted to talk about the Miz segment on Talking Smack? Oh. What'd you think? <laughs> At first, I didn't know... I didn't think it was a work. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it's a work. It's probably a work. Everybody loves Daniel Bryan. Even the Miz, he wouldn't do that. Even if he was legitimately upset, I think it was an opportunity for him to. I mean, air some grievances. There may be some real feelings. I think. Work real. I, I, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think real feelings came out of there. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the core of a good promo. You have to believe what you're saying. And it's that sounds to me like something he's working through. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people say things to you, and you just shrug it off. And when he goes home, maybe that's what he's yelling about at home. Mm-hmm. I thought it was real, but it wasn't. It was, you know, it was planned. Pipe bomb. Yeah. I want... Very shouty. The way Maurice's reaction to when he started, she looked startled. And the way Renee tried to interject to sort of gain control, I think maybe the intensity of it caught everyone off guard. I think my theory is that the only people that were in on it with the Miz, Daniel Bryan, and the production. Certainly. They didn't be. let the ladies in on the work. Mm-hmm. That's where the best stuff comes from. That's why JR and Lala don't like to know the outcomes of matches. Mm-hmm. Because it, it appears real that way. Lala don't matter anymore. Exactly. And take us home. Alright. We're gonna we're gonna bring it home, because it's been an hour and a half. It's going to get chopped out because Rich Riz, she loves to bury me. Not a lot to chop, trust me. Now, this is how you promote. We're on Twitter, at BasementBookers, at BasementJair for me, at Rich Riz for... The Rich Champ. Hard. The Champ. Asterix. I will be the bigger man for once. Also... Everything Basement Bookers, head on over to the Basement Bookers Facebook page, which is never updated. Also, you could head over to iTunes to subscribe to this show. 
that we have here together. Um, Stitcher, he keeps making me promote it. It does things. We don't have Instagram, so anyone claiming to be based on Instagram is a liar and or a thief. My message is standing, and it's going to be that the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Unless it's against me, and which you will be dealt with. Enjoy what the man says. Follow the booker!